0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Yes, it is time for another live stream on Sunday night. Tonight, we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about this thing again. And I want to talk about these Axis flying motors, because these have suddenly become a very hot topic. And whilst i seen them at launch, everything about them has just changed with regards to them potentially solving the issue with the Avata falling out of the sky, but also how well the Avata flies and things like that. I'm going to talk about, not the motors themselves, but if doing this upgrade is a good idea, because A, it's going to cost about $80, and B, you're going to lose your warranty, and C, I think you're probably better just going and building another Cinewhoop because those motors are only really going to help in acro mode and if you want acro mode then why don't you just buy another Cinebook but we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the new flight stack from VecTech and this is what is known as the Alpha. They have released it, it's been in beta testing for some time and it's now available and whilst kiss. In fact, tech hasn't been something I've discussed a lot. This is something of interest, especially when we have a new flight stack, and I'm going to order one in, hopefully get one and talk about that. We'll also talk a bit about a few other things too along the way, including is DJI ever going to release the O3 system in 2022? Whilst there isn't anything I know, we're going to have to see how it turns out. Now, I'm waiting for my cup of tea to arrive. I'm just going to undo my top. It's rather warm in here tonight. It's still hot. I'm under the lights, so it's quite warm in here. I'm going to pull my sleeves up. Um, Thank you to everyone who's in the chat. Let me just check in. Hello, Geordie. How are you? Hope you're safe and well, my friend. Um, Hello, everyone from William Tam. How are you? Mike Bergman. how are you? Bannister Post, how are you? bb junkie thomas lazy how are you floor flyer how are you my friend hello bruce how are you um and everyone else cool cat hello 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 now there's a lot to talk about from this week i put a video out in the middle of the week talking again about the avatar or the avatar i should say and the battery let me get it out this thing here and it was really a double video, one to talk a bit about the situation with the battery not being able to be charged by third-party chargers, but also sort of answer the question about its type, its chemical makeup, because people keep saying it's lithium-ion. It's not lithium-ion, it's a lipo. It's a lipo like all of the others. a low-C lipo, but a lipo nonetheless. Um, so I put that out this week there's a couple of videos which have just come out of the can, they're going to go live this week and we'll talk about them a little bit too now as always guys, if you have any questions please do put them into the chat I will try and answer them Um, if there is anything you want to know, please stick it in there I'll try and answer it along the way Super chats are welcome, but they're not required for me to answer a question either. Now, let me just get rid of this YouTube box, which is asking me, hey, you've just started a live stream. It would be a great time to put an advert in. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It really is. So, the Avata. Now, obviously, this drone has the motors that DJI have shipped with it. I did measure them on the channel before, actually. We discussed the size in that early review. Um, But Axis now have a set of upgraded motors for this, if you haven't seen them. If I just go to the desktop view, here we go. I haven't got my camera working again today because I forgot to do it. But we now have these C157 motor for the DJI Avata, and they offer more power for the quad. Now, these released a few weeks ago, and I sort of looked at it and just thought nothing of it. However, there has been a few videos this week... That lead me to think and lead people to say that they offer a lot more power to the Avata. And the video the user has shared, um, not this one. This is the video by Drone Camps. But there is a video which was shared this week, which is Mudders FPV. This one here, where he takes it for a flight and gives you an idea of what it's like, and I'll be honest he is saying it is dramatically better and I would suggest going to watch his video I'm not going to show it all in the stream but he has a video which suggests it's dramatically better. Okay now this is all very good and this all looks really nice and upgrading the motors seems a nice idea But the thing to take into account is, A, the cost uh, implications of it. So we're talking $80. And B, the amount of work you have to do to do this. So, for instance, if we hop back here and go to Drone Camp's video, again, I'm not going to show the whole thing, but he does give you an idea. And the reality is you have got to tear this drone down, which isn't a difficult task. You know, it's not a shockingly difficult task, but you have got to strip the main center module out of the drone, remove all of the ribbon cables, and literally, basically, completely disassemble it it to get to the ESC. Now, this is an invasive task. It certainly isn't going to get unnoticed by DJI. So, you're going to lose your warranty by doing this, I have said from day one, it is a massive shame that DJI didn't do plug-and-play motors on the Avata. Um, I really wish they had done full plug-and-play. It would have been better for users, and it would have been better for everyone involved. He does a nice video there. I don't think he tears it down any further, does he? No, he just tears it to there and then puts it back. So, um, whilst... I think it's a nice idea, and there's me throwing a battery. It isn't an upgrade for everyone, and it does then sort of beg the question of, is it worth upgrading the Avata? If you already own it, you're sort of in a position where you've got the remote and skills, but if you're thinking about buying this drone and then upgrading the motors, then it's a position of, is it actually worth doing? What is good about this, though, is that it means if you did break a motor yourself and you couldn't get a DJI one, you could replace all of the motors yourself. That's a good thing. Now, there are some things we don't know what will happen with this upgrade. So if I just go back to the desktop, you can see here we've got the main ESC board for the unit on his video and his drone cabs. We don't know if this esc is going to easily be able to handle the extra power that the motors may draw we could start to see people blow fets on the board blow escs and this board is basically not available at the moment so you're gonna have to take that into account it is very very early days and the upgrade alone isn't fully understood yet there hasn't been enough time on this for us to fully understand the implications of doing it so i would be cautious i would be cautious on this one it's definitely interesting and i you can see there he's done the wiring with the new motors it looks great and he's got a great video on it so please do check it out um but i am concerned I am concerned that people are going to damage the ESC. Bruce has just said people's soldering skills. Um, If the ESC blows, I don't know how we're going to get on. There were companies for the FPV drone breaking parts down and selling them, but I haven't seen that on the Avata as much. Let me just have a look. One of the companies I think was Cloud City Drones. They sold like every part there was for the FPV drone. I'm sure it was Clown City drones. They used to, They sold like loads of parts. Loads of parts. Here we go. Let me just go back. I wish I had my camera working. Should we have a look if it is? Where is it? Let's have a look. I can't quite see. On OBS. I'm trying to look on OBS where my option for my camera is. Oh, i tell you what I might do. I might do that and turn that on. I can't I'm that far away from the screen. Right. I can't actually see the option for NVIDIA. Oh, there it is. Oh, there we go. Found it. There we go. Um, so this company used to sell a lot of parts. A lot of parts. But have they got anything for the Avata? No. So if we look at FPV series parts, they literally sold everything for this drone, this company. It was really handy. Um, You could actually go there and get whatever you wanted. You can get all the boards, you can get the arms, the legs. So if you did damage something, you certainly were able to get it. But it doesn't look like at this moment in time... They've got anything for the Avata. Parts, FPV. No, there's definitely no Avata. Let's search. That's, that's not Avata. No, nothing for the Avata at all. Interestingly, they don't even have the Avata. So, it is annoying and it is a concern. And I do wonder the impact of it. So, I do know a few people have ordered the motors. I haven't done it yet. Um, I was tempted to do it, but I have been told a few people reached out to me and said, Oh, we're going to do it. So you're going to see a few more videos. Um, I think Ken Dobo is going to do it and a few others. So I may just hold back. For me, the motors themselves are not a fix for the issue i have got. It's an upgrade, but it shouldn't be a fix. But it does beg the question of how far do you go to turn this into something that you could just end up building? Mudders FPV, how are you, my friend? I hope you're well. I can imagine it, it does fly better. It's just how far do you go with something, isn't it? Um, how far? I think it sounds like they make a massive difference. Haven't tried it myself. But is there a point where you just think, well, it's not worth it? it it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, you know. I'm not going to rush out and do it, put it that way. I was going to do it, and then I've sort of hung back and thought, there's going to... A bunch of people will will do it anyway. I do like the fact, though, that if you damage a DJ motor, and right now we can't get the motors, there is an upgrade path or a repair path, at least. And there are new props out as well for the Avata. Um, another company has started selling props. Can't remember who it was. Is it Gemfan? I think Gemfam or someone has released props as well. So we're going to have to see. But it is interesting. It is interesting. I haven't actually had a chance to fly this thing this week. Um, I was going to take it back out and get some gyro data for the full... Ah, oh, HQ prop. That's it. Fail safe. Definitely. HQ prop have released some props for it. It still flies, I meaning it's not a five-inch freestyle drone. Yeah, exactly. It is good. It's nice to have options. And I'm hoping, I was disappointed in DJI on the Avata, right, that they didn't make these motors plug and play. I think it should have been a no-brainer for DJI to have had a connector in each corner down in there and there and there and there for the motors. That would have been a no-brainer for me when designing this because they allow you to replace the shell, then they definitely should have that as plug-and-play, and And that would have been great because you could have easily upgraded but then easily put them back stock if you needed to return it for warranty. I do think they've missed a bit of a trick here on that. Um, I really do. If we look at HQ Props, HQ... I'm assuming it's going to be on their website. They have released the prop. Um, if they didn't want you to repair mine, they they wouldn't offer the chassis. They offer a few bits. Um, I don't know if they've got it listed on here. Doesn't look like they. Oh no, they they do. HQ prop for Avata. So they've then got this new prop for the Avata, two point nine inches. Nice to see that as well. Do they do them in different colors? They appear to do different colours. A polycarbonate? So nice to see there. There is something available as well, and you don't have to just go to DJI. Avato with three blades would be interesting. But yeah, we do have, we do have other props. Yeah, it is. It is good of Axis. To be fair to them, they do some interest. Axis are a weird company. They do some really cool but weird stuff. The Thor Express RS module was an abomination, yet they make these motors. That folding quad arm thing is really quite cool, but I don't know how well it flies. But yeah, Axis are a bit of a, one of those weird companies. You look at their stuff and you think, "That's good. That's good. Well, that's weird. Why have you made that?" The direction is a bit over the place, all over the place at times. They also have a really nice flight stack. Uh, I really like the look of this flight stack they made. Um, where's it gone? They did have a flight stack ESC combo, and I don't know where it's gone. It's that vanished too? It was like an... Oh, there it is. The plug-and-play flight stack. I really like the look of this. I thought this was very well done. It's it's huge. It's massive. It's connection-wise, it's not great. It It's badly designed, in my opinion. It, I just think, why would they not have made it in a JR module? I, I don't think it was... Let's bring it up. There are many issues with this thing. Right, number one, it's got this plastic box on the back, which means it has to go in. Um, it just feels... It's not the greatest design. I get why they did it, because they uh, did discuss it being Futaba-compatible as well, which I sort of get. But the wiring sticking out the bottom. It's just a bit DIY. Why wasn't it just a JR module? It's just a bit strange. But they're a weird company. They make some like weird stuff, but then cool stuff. I can imagine it works well. It's just a bit of a weird... Design, You know, look at it there on the back of a Mambo. I, I, I don't want a module that big on the back of a ma- Mambo. It's just a bit weird. Just a bit weird. I just... I would have loved them. And I think it was very, very high quality. It was really good. Um it's it's just again the re, the weird thing with access is they make, uh, Ken has just said it here hi Ken how are you they make things no one asked for but their QC is good you look at some of the stuff I go what's this i don't quite understand this but it's actually good and that flight stack i thought i genuinely thought right that flight stack i like that where is it it's gone here is it they i genuinely thought this was a very nice design all metal housing nicely constructed looks solid um so yeah I thought that was very well done I did think that was very well done okay so catching up on the chat a moment uh it's been working great your t16 cool I already ordered one of those um let me just have a look <laughs> Yeah, I would have liked to have checked out the folding thing, although someone's told me that it has a lot of vibrations, but I can't remember who it was. Someone was trying it, and they said they hadn't managed to stop it vibrating yet. Hello, James, how are you? Uh, attempting to build in a power, new attempt at building a power cube Yeah quite interesting expensive stack matthew every stack is expensive right now have you not looked jb had a video trying to put a quad together for under 200 i watched it today i quite enjoyed that one actually and failed just he could do it but yeah flight stacks are not cheap not cheap they're um we're in a world and it's probably going to get worse if taiwan all kicks off like there's a possibility then who knows what we'll be flying if we're able to fly anything at all so really i'm looking in i'm looking forward to seeing what some of the guys i was so i was like on the button toward the motors today i'm not saying they're bad i don't think um they're expensive i think the price is okay i think everything's all right I'm just not convinced it's a great update for everyone, but I'm really interested in seeing what people think about it. It's definitely good if you break a motor. It's definitely good if you want to be able to upgrade, but I'm not convinced it's for everyone. And we'll have to see the ESC thing over time, because I have some concerns. I, ha- I, 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 It may be nothing. We'll just have to wait and see. That's time will tell. If the ESC boards were available, I'd be more comfortable. If yeah, damn right, BB chunky. <laughs> if that all kicks off, we're definitely um If you haven't seen um Murders or Mudders FPV, please do check out his video. It's very, very good. Genuinely, I watched it and was like, I want these motors. You know when you watch a video and you just go, Oh, I want that now. That actually had the same effect for me that Nuke's review did on the avata nuke's review was the one that had pushed me over the edge into getting it um so that's that so that's pretty much everything on the avata we're going to wait and see on the battery i think i took the avata to a bando today and it ripped very uh i can't find the button there it is any news on the wasp camera no i would like I would like there to be camera modules available for the Avata and ESCs. I'd be happy. I would be happy with that. So, um, although I still think the Avata is better with the V2 goggles than the Goggles 2. The Goggles 2, I still don't think are great. So, think. Okay. So, guys, if you've got any questions, just put it in there. That's where we're at with the Avata. There'll be more on that. To be honest... So, the Vata's battery connector looks like the same as the RoboMaster S1. One moment. Funny enough, you said that earlier. Let me have a look. It's not. It's not the same. RoboMaster S1. That's the battery on the S1. That's the battery on the S1. Oh, wait a minute. Have they changed the battery on the S1? This, the Ro... No, mine's the S1, RoboMaster. That's the battery on the RoboMaster. I have one. Did some of say... that that that's the RoboMaster one. So we'll have to wait and see. I I I and that is yes one got a different battery to the standard RoboMaster because I got the RoboMaster. I have to look now. I'm confused. I'm sure mine's the S1. I can't remember which one it is. Yeah, mine's the S1. Yeah, that's not it. Ah, look at the connector on the S1. Brain. Right. Sorry. I know what you mean now. So the power connector into the S1. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's basically XT30. Now you've said that, I know what you mean. I flew FPV with the Goggles 2 two days ago for the first time since getting the avatar on the Goggles 2. The V2 goggles looked like analogue. They don't look that different. I don't think the V2s are terrible. The Goggles 2 are nice, but I still don't like the fitment on the Goggles 2 at all. Hello, Evolution 3D. How are you? Hope hope you're safe and well, my friend. Very long time. Look at the S1 brain. Right. Did be you can run you can't run beta flight on the speedy b f4 stack version 3. As far as I'm aware, the speedy b stack runs beta flight. The f4 version 3, there's no reason it shouldn't. Okay, so the next subject. The next subject is Fat Tech. Now. FedTech are a company that's been making hardware for some time. Let me just bring up their website. If you don't know who FedTech are, here they are. They make flight controllers, some motors, frames, ESCs. And they have been making their flight controllers that supported KISS. Now, there is also the KISS Ultra, which is... KISS, but it's the KISS Ultra based off Flyduino, but it's a different flight stack. And there has been a lot of confusion about this whole thing that I still don't fully understand myself. However, they have been working on their own in-house flight stack, which is a complete fresh flight stack. I was going to use the word rewrite, but rewrite would be wrong because rewrite would imply you're taking something and writing it again. My understanding is Fertech have created their own flight stack from scratch, and it is called the FedTech Alpha. Now, there is a little bit of a confusion because it was in alpha status, but it's called alpha. And this is their new flight control software, which is now available for their flight controllers. Now, what's super interesting about this, and this is super interesting, is that it's the first time I can recall there being a new, new flight stack for quite some time. If you take into account, Betaflight is a derivative of everything that came before it. So, for instance, Betaflight, you know, they all go all the way back down that lineage, right back to... um, Open. See, uh, I forgot what it's called. I can't believe it. I actually forgot what the early flight stacks are called. Can someone remind me? Um, it's jumped out of my brain. Um, where do they all come from? It, it's gone. That's nuts. But anyway, it'll come back in a minute. But you have beta flight. Beta. You got base flight, beta flight, and it all goes back before then. Keep going back. You had base flight, beta flight, open pilot, clean flight. All of these ones, and iNav's obviously a derivative as well. Open pilot, yeah, here we go. That's going right back. So they're all derivatives. Multi-Wii, keep going back. There's all, you know, there's all of this past lineage and everything. However, we now have a new flight stack, which is really good to see. Now, I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward to getting my hands on it. I need to order one in. Um, I just downloaded the configurator. Actually, I haven't installed it yet. They have the option of an online configurator and a computer-based configurator. I don't know what will happen. Open pilot, yep, there's that one. I don't know what'll happen when I do this. But the real nice thing is they have their complete new software. It runs on their flight controllers. So if we just go back to their page, Fact Tech Alpha. I thought this page showed some other stuff. I thought there was a... Here we go. So start over here. Here we are. So you can go here, which takes us to the configurator. So you've got an ESC configurator, and then you've got their alpha configurator, which allows us to see all of this stuff here. If I click on the more info page, this takes us to the... Frequently asked questions paged for the flight stack. So here, it tells you what the supported hardware is. So it's the FetTech AO35 or the minus N, and I'll talk about that in a minute because they're doing something really quite cool. The F7 and the G4 stroke G4 minus N. Now, the nice thing that these guys are doing right now, and if we come back over to here, is they're making versions of their flight controller without... OSD chips on board because there is a shortage of OSD chips right now alongside a shortage of everything else. So for people who are only going to fly digital, you can get a version of their flight controller with or without the analog OSD chip which is a great idea, and I think it's an idea that more and more companies should do. So, for instance, we've got the FEtech G4 Vision 1.7 here and the G4 Vision 1.7 minus N, and if you look, the big difference is there is no OSD chip, so that means you get to pay a little bit less for the flight controller and then don't have hardware that you don't need, so they're just leaving it unpopulated And I think that's great. I actually think that's a real good idea. And it also means that stock is available for people who want one or the other. You're not being forced. Because it's bonkers that so many of the OSDs um, are just not used now with digital. And as James has just said, they have OSD modules if folks need them as well. There is a separate OSD module available too. So if you need it, it's there. Um, if we scroll down, is it down here? There you go, the FEtech Tech OSD board. So look, ten dollars you can add later if you want that. Now someone just asked if F four um equ- G four equals F four? I believe so. I think it's G four processor, not the F four. So if we go down on the specifications, STM32G four. So it's the same as the F4, but it's got the Math Accelerator. Is it the Math Accelerator is what's on the G4 series? So again, it's the same board, just another Math coprocessor. Yeah, there you go. It's just the Math coprocessor difference. You've then got the... Where are we? Uh, duh, 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 duh. We've got the G4. Duh, duh. We've got the AAO, the FetTech, all in one, thirty-five amp And then they've got the F7 as well, which is the which is currently out of stock too. So they have a number of flight stacks, uh, controllers for the flight stack. And as you see here, it supports the fetech AO 35 and the minus N version. So it supports that, that one there, and the minus N. It supports the FedTech F7, which is out of stock. And it supports the G4 version too. So that's really, really good to see. Price-wise as well, look, you're saving a little bit of money if you're not getting the OSD. Um 72 compared to 78, like six dollars. But if you wanted it, you can still get the OSD there. So it's really cool. Really cool. Now, their new flight stack, as I said here, supports acro, rate, and angle mode. Sorry, acro, level, angle mode. And turtle mode that's currently the versions available it has support for the fetech analog osd but also msp display port which is compatible with dji msp display port shark hd0 cadix walk snail so they've covered all of the dji side of things as well you have support for receiver protocols SBus, SPort. Crossfire or CRFS version two and version three in Ghost, ESC signal support, which is S2M, Fetec one wire, which is interesting. I don't know a lot about Fetec one wire. Something I want to look into. D shot 300 to 2400, one shot and PWM, and it supports VTX control signals via smart audio. Now there currently isn't GPS support. However, I have been told they are working on it, and there will be gps support rescue in the future i don't know how that will look i hope it's better than beta flights i want something that makes the quad come back and land please that's just what i all i ask for just just i don't want it to crash on a stupid side angle i just want it to come and land and then allow me to retain regain control if i need to i'd i'd like just for my 200 vtx to come back as these things are priced these days it looks really interesting it really really does look interesting and i'm looking forward to seeing it um oh let me cancel that the configurator has installed and we're about to run it i don't know what's going to happen oh there we go that's what the configurator looks like i've got nothing to connect it to so i can't show you <laughs> beat flight pass through UART usb there you go look But it looks like that. So you've got the web-based configurator as well. So yeah, I'm not going to be able to show you a lot that it isn't. But I think it's really easy. Flight controller price-wise, 72, 78 euros. It's not terrible. Stuff ain't cheap right now, guys. This is a reality, okay? And what you're also paying for now is a flight stack as well. So you're talking, you know, 75, 78. Not going to pretend it's not cheap. It's cheap because it isn't. It's not the cheapest in the world. But it's certainly not the most expensive I've seen, and I do believe FedTech makes some good ESCs as well. I've been told their ESCs are pretty good. Um, I have been told the ESCs are pretty good. Four in one forty-five, four in one thirty-five. Uh, what else we got? FedTech Mini All-in-One down there. Let's have, just have a look. Are there any really fifty-five amp ESCs or? Is forty five the max they do? Let's just have a look. I've heard good things, but I think I've heard good and bad things about everything. Forty five is the highest I can see. Um. So yeah. Looking interesting. 45 max at the moment. Okay, you most don't need over it. Just looks the first time I've had a look at one. Yeah, it looks decent enough. Everything looks tidy. I'm seeing no alarm bells. Like, for instance, they've actually separated off the motor ports from the. Yes, so. Let me just check something. Yeah, that's fine. So, this motor port here is not linked to that post port. Believe it or not. There are ESCs out there right now that are linking this corner motor port to this post hole. I think it's Hollybro. Oh, cough, cough, holly bro. <laughs> Someone said. It's shocking. It's unbelievable. Let's have a look. If I can see it on Holly Bro as well. Oh, don't you love it? man? Look, that's how good Hollybro is. Their website doesn't... Oh, no, it's coming. It's coming. Wait for it. ESCs. Let's have a look. They're listing the Fat Tech. Let me just have a look. Which one is it? It's one of these. Is it the Mini? It's not a great image, that, is it? Don't think it's the Mini. It's one of the ones they make. Is it that one? Should we have a look at that one? I think it is that one. Yes. So, look here. Oh, God, wait a minute. Open a new tab. I think it's this one. So, if you look in, this whole pad, look, is around this from that FET all around the pad to that motor pad there. Look, the pad and the FET goes all the way around it. It's insanity. Utter, utter insanity. So that post hole is a post hole for one of the ESC outputs. Yeah, you can clearly see it there. Look, two fets on that one there. Absolute madness. Absolute madness. So... The new Fat Tech stuff is out. I'm going to have to order it. I'm probably going to have to make some content. Um, someone has said, they... I had I had Tekko 32 metal burst into flames. Interesting. QC is horrible these days. I only use Hollybro Techco 2, but I run the nylon stack hardware. Yeah, nylon stack would be all right, but it's just a silly thing to have. Um... It's just some really bad practices on it. Really bad practices. That stuff shouldn't be done. If I go back to Fet Tech, they're clearly not doing silly things like that. That's for sure. ESCs. Ah, Sin as well. Very nice. So, super interesting times. Obviously, it's early days for their firmware, but it is now available. It's out there for their hardware. Um... It's a shame it won't install on an ultra, because I've got an ultra year I could have plugged in and had a look at. But, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how this all develops, how it flies, how it feels. Um, Failsafe, are you flying this at the moment? Because I know Failsafe is a real big fan of, of the tech year. I'll be honest, I've always used their spike absorbers. The Tech Spike Absorbers are fantastic. They're the ones I use on pretty much all of my builds. I ended up having to order some other ones last time because they were out of stock. But um they do, they do have them. He is. Yeah, I thought I thought um he was. He was using the new firmware. So um yeah, looking good. Looking good. The, the spike absorber. I use that like all the time. It's a great bit of kit. Great bit of kit really is oh i like the race wires too they look very nice yeah so very very good nice to see and it's going to be interesting to see where the new flight stack goes you know it it's it's not every day we get a new flight stack it's not it genuinely isn't every day so i look forward to seeing how it develops how it actually uh, just just get me a good gps mode when i'm spent building my aircraft for silly money i like a good gps mode Okay, guys, if you've got any chats, please do put them in. Uh, chats. If you've got any questions, please do put them in. I need to thank Sean for his weekly advert. If you don't know, Sean is the man behind Geeks Geeksvana. He had a really good video just go up about this case in America where the guy was flying FPV. If you haven't seen it, please do go check out the live stream. Sean, have you left that live stream up or are you taking it down and putting it back up as a separate video? What's your plan on that one? It really is worth a watch if you haven't seen it. It's a very, very interesting stream where the gentleman is being done by the police for the way he flew rather than him being done by the aviation rules or drone rules. He's being done by local and state laws and it's going to be interesting to see. That one will stay live as it is. So if you haven't seen it, this video is well worth a look. Don't watch it now because you're here with me. Um... But if you haven't seen this one, it really, really is quite interesting. Let me just find him. I can never find Sean's channel on my list. There it is. If you haven't seen, it's this video here. This one here, FPV pilot reckless charges in uh, pilot charged with reckless endangerment. It's well worth the luck, this video is. So if you're, um, I'm not going to play it other than that, but I'm going to leave it there. But Sean goes through the whole situation. Oh my God, look how evil he looks there. My God, Sean, I stopped you. G- Jesus, look at him. He looks angry. Sorry, Sean. I didn't mean to show your channel. I do apologize. Sorry, Jesus. That's a haunting image. I won't get out of my head for the rest of the evening. But, yeah, please do check it out. Um, it's a very, very interesting situation. And I had my thoughts on it. Bruce has given his on it as well. Um, do you know what that looks like? That's that image. On, you know Ghostbusters? Um, Ghostbusters 2. You know the, the guy that looks out of the painting and came alive? It's him. It's him. That's the guy who looks out of the painting. <laughs> um... So, um, yes. it. Um, but, yeah, do check that video out. It's very good. It is very good. Okay. If you guys got any questions, please do put them in the chat. I will try to answer them. Um, but thank you, Sean. I really do appreciate the advert. Uh, Virgo, that's it. It was Virgo. Um, I am possessed, so it makes sense. Have anyone used HD Zero on DJI Goggles 2? How would you use HD Zero on DJI Goggles 2? There's no way to do it. DLMI. Um, There's no easy way to do it. There's no analog input. There's no HDMI input. So, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to get DJI HD Zero on a combination, that's for sure. Just reading down the chat a moment. What time is this? It's 5am here. Sorry, Carbon Roy FPV. Now, uh, Does anyone know if the Neato Brain Radix OSD can be used with HD0? I don't. I had problems with my Radix on HD0 before. And I end up using my Radix on my DJI build. No, what build have I got my Radix in? Um, I can't remember. I ended up having to move it because I was having problems. At the moment, my favourite... So, Rodney Edwards. I have a review of the drone going up. But at the moment, my favourite frame and build is this guy's here. I have a review coming of the AOS 5 version 2 ready to fly, and I think that drone is absolutely fantastic. Genuinely, I think this frame is just fantastic. I really, really do. Now, I'm reviewing the Bind and Fly, however, it's very good. I really like the frame. I really like what Chris has done. It just flies so well. It really, really does. If you haven't seen it. Do I do much wing flying? Not a lot. I I, I built the wing this year and I had a problem which I haven't fixed. Which was I threw it into the ground one of the launches rather than it taking off and it ripped the prop off and it pulled the motor mount off the back so i need to put it back together well i have put it back together but i haven't done as much this year as i'd like um i got caught out by INAV and it kicked the prop in a little bit too late a little bit too late. And um, yes, I, I, I'll i be honest. I haven't done as much flying as I should have this year. Something I want to do this winter. It's just I need to fly more. I'm not flying enough right now because the channel and everything else. The problem with the channel is it takes up all of your time from flying. And look, this is, this is an open conversation I'll have. I am far from the best pilot in the world. I am far from the most experienced. I'm not really... A freestyle pilot. I'm an FPV pilot. I fly some quads, I fly some wings, I fly some planes. I'm not particularly great at any of them because I don't fly enough. I can certainly throw a quad around. I know how a quad flies. I know how it should fly. But it's all practice. If you want to get a if I went on the sim for three hours a night, I'd be back on it. I also, my hands are not, I don't have the problems Bruce has. But I have started, and I don't fully understand it yet, and I need to understand it a bit more, is I'm getting quite shaky on this hand specifically. And I'm, I'm fine with very heavy RC springs, but light RC springs, i just just in my hand is starting to shake, and I don't know why. I, it's, it's almost like I, I'm not able at the moment to use the dexterity I would like on that side i'm fine on this hand it's this hand and you'll see it in some of my soldering as well so a couple of people commented um on soldering and um it's just it's not it's not a shake but what i find is i start to almost like i push on the spring and drinking muscle the drinking muscle is damaged um it's almost like the spring... If I've got a lot of spring tension, I'm fine. But if I've got very little spring tension, I start to find it moves around a little bit. Um, and I, I, need, I like radios with a lot of tension. I tend to find that. Um, and I. It's, it's been seen in soldering as well. It's uh, oh, Over the years, I've jammed my hands in all sorts of places. I've literally... I took that hand down to the bone one day in a brake disc. Um, I have I have a problem with this shoulder as well, actually. This shoulder, um, I worked on and off ladders for a very long time, and I used to carry very big ladders on this shoulder. Trivelers, very long, big things. And that has just destroyed this shoulder. It is absolutely destroyed. I can't lean on it. I can't lie. I can't lie down on this side of my body because of it. And my arm goes. And I think it's all related to that. It's just, it's just related to that. I think it's over the years, I've done a lot of heavy labour jobs and done a lot of damage to myself. And it's not surprising that the odd bit of me doesn't work properly anymore. That's just a reality. That's I have probably a hip that is knackered after standing off ladders for like ten years. But um, but yeah, look, I, I, uh, everything is practice, right? It's easy to say to someone. It's quite funny, and this is an interesting subject that came up this week. You see people, you go, "Oh, he's not a very good pilot, or he's a bad pilot." Everything is practice. You're an expert at anything in 10,000 hours. There is natural ability, but anyone can become more than proficient. It's just experience and practice. If you stick at the same thing every day, but I don't fly a lot of band. I don't fly a lot of freestyle because I don't have those environments around me. Carpenter's knees here. Age sucks. It does, James. Oh, Tell me about it. Spent a lot of time working off ladders and a lot of time working on my hands and knees. But I nearly took that hand off one day. I was doing a brake, I was um, working on the brakes of a friend's car, just helping him out. And um, there was this very weird incident where my hand got dragged in between the brake disc and the caliper whilst there was no wheel on. But what had happened was someone... Basically, my hand was on the brake disc when someone decided to start the engine in neutral. And what that person didn't realise is the frictionless situation of the brake disc being no wheel attached and in the air meant it rotated. The wheel won't rotate because it's out of gear. But if you don't realise that a clutch will still turn the wheel went out if there's no friction on it so if you put a car for instance on ramps and take the wheels off and start the engine the discs will rotate even in neutral that will ha- uh, that will happen it just does. And my hand was on it. My hand got dragged down in, in between the brake disc and the pads. I was very lucky because a scream, it got turned off and I, I withdrew my hands. But I took off a load of the skin between my fingers and that wasn't pretty. That's one of many incidents that I've done to myself over the years. There's a massive, There was a massive scar on one of these arms as well. I fell off somewhere and I chuck, ripped this arm apart down here somewhere. I've done lots of stuff to my body over the years. That's, that's just how it's been so yeah look I'm not the greatest pilot but I am getting shaky and I don't really know why. Haven't had it checked out. I'm not shaky at the sense of oh my god I, I might have Parkinson's I've not thought about it that way. I'm just a little bit um yeah you know you're having fun when you have the scars to prove it. But look I've never protested to be the greatest pilot in the world. I've never protested to be an expert at at anything. I'll be honest genuinely I am more a hardware guy I am. I, I is how I am. I always have been. For me, I I love flying, but I also enjoy building aircraft. I enjoy the hardware side of it as much or as if more than flying. Um, but, yeah, but I don't pretend it. Uh, unfortunately, in recent times, it seems my flying ability has become the question of some people. I don't really care. It is what it is. Um... People, most of the I follow fields. I go up, I move around, I fly down. Yeah, I was actually tempted to stop doing anything. I was actually tempted to stop making any content for six months and fly four packs a day, and then come back and go. There you go. Now see, that's what I was tempted to do, but um, that's that's just me being pedantic. Um, chemotherapy killed my arms. Yeah, look, over the years, I, you know. look, and, and I'll be honest, I'm looking to move back away before we get on to DJI. This is an interesting subject. I've ordered, I did this last week, I have ordered a new Mambo Ethics edition because I want to try the Vision 2 gimbals. But I'm probably going to go back to a bigger radio um, because... I I'm I don't have enough tension on the Zorro. I love the Zorro. I absolutely love the Zorro, but there is not enough tension on the AGO1 minis. I just wish I could have more tension. Um I could trip out a TX16 S Mark II, but I don't have one. So I've ordered a Mambo Ethics with the new Vision 2 gimbals, and I want to see how the gimbals feel, but if they feel okay, I will probably go back to the Mambo for a bit. It's about my favorite radio. Funny enough, I was flying the DJFPV radio, and that one is really, really nice. I will be doing a review on that radio when it comes in. Um, I will do a review on it when it comes in. I've ordered it intentionally. I've got my Mambo up here. Mine one's up there, my original Mambo. I haven't flown it for a little while, but I'm interesting. Um, I sus- I suspect the AGO ones on the TX-16 Mark II are very, very good. I suspect just, just a bigger radio. I still think the TX-16S is too big. I still think it's too big for me. I prefer a slightly smaller radio. The TX12 is lovely sized, but I wish it had the bigger gimbals. If it had the bigger gimbals, I would love it. But my Mambo's here. Um, This has had a lot of use. A lot of use, this radio. Um, This was my main radio for a while. I really do like it. Um, But I ended up ordering another one, the Mark II. And then... Yeah, uh, then we will um, see what the new gimbals are like and what it's like, and I'll either keep it or I won't. It'll go one of two ways. Um, but for longer flights, the TX16 is nice. Yeah, uh, I I thought I I was going to... I've got a TX16 up there, so I've I got a TX16 there, Mark 1. So I could just order AGO 1s and put them in that. I could just order AGO 1s and put them in that. That's an option. Um, As you know, you love the number. Yeah, it's a good radio. But if I do... um, I do like the TX-12. The TX-12 is nice. I just prefer the bigger gimbal throw. I, I note it and more tension. I just want more tension on the gimbal, and I can't do it on the AJ1 minis. And, and as I said, it's for my hand as well. So, um, But yeah, so, something I've noticed is I, I, on this hand, I sort of almost resonate on the spring. If the spring isn't enough, I start to get a wobble going on the spring. But I don't get it on this hand. I only get it on this hand. And I need more pushback, to sort, and it stops. But it's almost like my hand starts to resonate on the spring. It's weird, very weird. Um, but yeah, it's not the it's not really shaking now. It's you know, it doesn't really it just doesn't really stay still. There's a little bit of movement there, but it just doesn't stay still. But um yeah, it's weird. But I actually find it okay on this radio. Much much lighter springs these days. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it, Bruce? You can. I haven't found springs that fit the um, the ones. Radio Master don't have any longer ones. I would like, I would like a tripped out TX twelve Mark II Radio Master if you're listening. Um, but we'll try the Mambo Ethics. I, I'll try the Mambo Ethics because I want to try those gimbals. Don't even go there, carbon cage. I went flying at the beach the other day. Here's something which isn't nice. Some sand in the AG01 minis. You feel it instantly. The stick just stops. That day, there's a review going live this week for a camera and I got some sand in the gimbal when I put the radio down and picked it back up. And I moved the gimbal and it was just like... I can't move the stick. The stick is stuck. Plastic gimbals would push through but yeah crazy 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 okay time for the next subject but yes i'm a crap flyer i know i don't need to be told it i'm not the greatest pilot in the world what i can tell you is how a quad should fly i can tell you what i like from a quad and i can tell you my experience um sorry to ask this but before dvr firmware on the sky zone 04x vision 2 wrong version 2 vision 3 in is there any right Sorry to ask this before DVR firmware on the Sky No Fox version two wrong version two to version three. So you've put the version three on the version two. Is that what you mean? Um, sounds like it. Yeah, they are nice. They are nice. So I'm going to try the Mambo for a little bit. And I like bouncing between radios as well. It's good to get a feel for all the different ones. I don't know of a fix for that. Have you asked Skyzone? Can you not reload the firmware? Hobby Howie FPV. I don't know if you can reload it. I have no idea if there's a fix. Okay. The next subject is the DJI O3 system. Now, this subject was in the title when I made the video live earlier, if you're watching. I didn't add it after anything else. Now, it's been a little while since we've heard anything on O3, and the question really is, are we going to see anything from this this year? Now... It's quite interesting because everything has gone very quiet on both digital FPV systems. China is in a public holiday right now, and that ends tomorrow, I believe. Actually, it might have ended today, the 9th. Yeah, it might be today. I think that holiday is now finished today, and they will return to work tomorrow. We've had no new firmware for the Avatar system at all. We're waiting on that beginning to get a bit worried about that one now if i'm honest we're not seeing the strides we need to cite on that firmware however the the big question then is if dji are going to release the o3 system this year now we know this exists this isn't something that we have to dream about because the fcc filing for this exists it's on the it's on the website, so if I just go to DJI FCC and go to these down here, you can see that if we scroll down, we have the Mavic 3 Classic, which is clearly coming, which is the craft they should have released in the first place. They've got this one here, which is the Mavic 3 Enterprise, the Goggles 2, and then the O3 ear unit. Now, we know this product exists, and I'll tell you two reasons why we know this product exists. Get rid of the ad. Thank you very much. Go away. Go away. There we go. We have the specification, the basic spec, but we don't have everything. What we do have is the label information for the FCC label, because we know what this is going to look like. And there you can see that is the bottom of the ear unit there. Now, we also know this exists because of things like this. And let me go to the overhead. This. Now, this was not made by me. It was 3D printed by me, but it is not made by me. Now, what this is is a genuine blank of the ear unit. This has not been made by a user. This has been made by the manufacturer. This is an actual representation of the ear unit. And the reason this exists... It's a dummy. And the reason this exists is, if you're someone that makes frames, you need to be able to know how big it is. So that there... Is the size of the VTX. That is the VTX. If you look the at the angle, let me get it the right way round. There we go. I, I have it the right way around there. If you look at the the holes, and the, you've got that way out there, way out there, and the bottom cover there, and all of that. And if I go back to the desktop, you can see that there, it's the same thing. So this exists. This tells us that DJI have been working with frame manufacturers. Um, This is something that's quite interesting. So we know that exists. Let me just look at a message I've had because it's on this subject. Let me come off the desktop a minute and show you guys something as well that I've just been shared. We do know this is happening. Now, this is something else when it wakes up. I need to open an app to show you a picture. One second. The range isn't very good. Um, Let me just find that. Let me just find this. Let me just find this and open it in a new window. There we go. And if I show you this, this is a tweak of the V2 goggles firmware. Or was it the Goggles 2? Whichever one it is. Let me just check. Am I getting it wrong? No. V2 Goggles Public Firmware. Where they've tweaked it to show it has the E03 ear unit mode. So, they are clearly working on it. Even on the V2 Goggles as well. So... We're just waiting for this to release. Now, the question really is, is when? When is this going to come? Is it going to be this year or is it going to come next year? The reality is right now, I think it probably would be this year, but it won't have much of a launch. I think it's most likely going to just fall out not really get released as such but just a a very basic announcement and then it will become available maybe mid-November maybe mid-November but they are clearly working on this they are clearly working on this it really does come down to how long before they're ready for mass production and things like this the Runcam Wasp Blink is out. Um, Runcam are keeping that system relevant. Absolutely. And now, remember, we are still waiting to hold DJI to account for bringing support for the current system to the Goggles 2. They still haven't done it. Remember that. So whilst they have said we're going to do it through people, DJI themselves have not done said it themselves. So right now that still technically doesn't exist as i said in my video on that a while back what we do know is it appears that goggles vision 2 and goggles 2 will support the new ear unit and in theory the goggles 2 will have backwards compatibility support as well frustrating they're forgetting about v1 users I think there are some technical reasons why V1 isn't going to work. And that is, in 03, DJI are using dual band. It isn't dual band like video transmits on 2.4, but they're using 2.4 for telemetry link, like they do on this. This uses 2.4 gigs for telemetry link and RC link and I suspect they're doing the same, or they are doing the same on the O3. So the Vision ones just don't have 2.4. It's just not possible. Audio Geek FPV, still nothing but crickets from Orca. I've said this before, and I'll say this again. As far as I'm concerned, Orca don't have a digital system right now. Whatever they showed, I don't think is going to happen. Yes, the, the Avata and O3 does have dual band, but it's only for communication to the ear unit or to the drone, not from the drone. Receive only. I don't think Orca have a product. I genuinely don't. I've said this before. I've said it before, I think they don't have a product. Someone there will be upset with me for saying this, I'm sorry, Tony. I had a great chat with Tony at Immersion RC Orca a couple of weeks ago. He is a fascinating guy, he really is. And you won't like me saying it, but I'm sorry, mate. I don't believe you have. they have anything right now, that's where I'm at. I'm not saying they're not working on something, but they don't have a product yet. No, d- compatibility is far bigger than what the FPV. WTF can do. Look, d- d- that's not you know that's base level stuff. That's base level stuff. Now you're not going to see, um, those guys bring anything like that. Sorry, that's that's a complete bottom end rewrite. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of work in that. Uh, Just catching up on the chat, they don't have a commercial product (laughs) now. Look, anyone can make a digital video system, make it run on a Raspberry Pi and show that, right? That's doable. Anyone can do that. There's a very big difference between having that and having a product and a chipset that comes to market. I still think it's not over. Don't think for one minute it's over, the digital FPV scene. There may be some new and interesting products around the corner from other people. However, Orca don't seem to have anything today. Analogue for the win. Analogue for the win. And when you say analogue for the win, Bruce, I do know what you mean. Because today I was finishing my video on these. Today I was finishing my video on the overheads. And what do we have here? We have the Reapers. 2.5 milliwatts of pure power. 2.5 2.5 milliwatts 2.5 watts of pure pure power yeah i've double checked both of these bruce they're good these are two i had from fox here they're hitting the numbers these two are definitely hitting the numbers i have that info in the review i did a full test on two vtxs they offered to send me one, and I said, can you send me two? I want to try two. They are definitely outputting 2 watts plus. 2.5 watts plus, in fact. In fact, from cold, one of these will actually output closer to three. The black one. They are definitely outputting the power. <laughs> That is for sure. I've made a chart. um, And I don't want to show it yet. I want to show it in the review. I've done all power testing on these. I know it's interesting because I believe Gal Kramer tested his and they were fine. Um, I believe... A couple of other people were fine, but JB said his was under, I believe. Um, He was only getting like 1.5 watts, he said. All I can tell you is I've tested both of these, and they are both very, very close on the numbers, and they are definitely hitting 2.5 watts yeah i don't i don't think for one minute a bought one is going to be any different to what they've sent me. You can't tell me they're picking ones based on their output that would be difficult to do that would be i find that hard to believe i don't believe i have no reason to believe what I've been sent versus what I've bought would be different. Why would that be the case? why 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 would that be the case it makes no sense the uh, beta v t x bin in you know I asked for two intentionally I specifically asked for two that that I just said any chance I can have two And I I cannot believe for one moment, and I was sent these from Fox here. I'm not going to say I wasn't. I was. I make it absolutely clear in the video. But I cannot say for one minute that it's going to be um, binned. I just find that hard to believe. Um, Hobby How FPV. How hot do they get? Very hot. Very, very, very hot. As in, can I have my skin back, please? Um, Yeah, I think it would be a horrible mistake to do. Yeah. Well, we check these with an RF power meter, so they're pretty nice. You get a black and a thing one, and I have a full review. You know, um, I'm checking it with a 10 dB attenuator you know look i'll i'll show you guys something now one second i have the setup i was using here in front of me they do draw more current though than they say i'll say that They do definitely draw more current than the manufacturer says. So, RF power meter, MMCX. I still have my testing set up here on the bench. We're using a Foxier camera. Let me just get this all set up back properly. We have a fan, because you need a fan, because these things get very, very hot. We're gonna output 16 volts. We're gonna use 4S voltage. Let me just get it right. Here we go, 16 volts. Okay, so let me come in a bit. There you go. Ignore the screen on my power meter um, because it's damaged, but the power meter is absolutely fine. It's been tested. It's confirmed. It's working as it should be. Let me just get that out of the way. So, pop it up on its side. Turn the power on. We'll check what mode we got it on. Let me just power up the power meter, and then we need to make sure we got the channel right. So, we are on channel one. We're going to change the power level to 25 a minute and then we'll start from there. Okay, one second. Right, so we're on 25 milliwatts output, channel one race band. We're on 565 out peak, 10 dB attenuation on the screen. So, let me come in a bit more. Let's get in a bit more. Make sure we're focused. There we go. Just wait for that to go back and then we'll make sure we get it right. wait for this. Camera will come back now. Any second, any second, any second. There we go. Okay. So currently 38 milliwatts on 25 milliwatt mode. That's about, I'm seeing about 30 milliwatts once it heats up. Um, The recommendation on this power meter is a 60B attenuator, but I'm using a 10 this one is an expensive one. I bought this, actually, um, from a used proper supplier for RF gear. I didn't go on anywhere else, so I got it right. So we're on the 25-milliwatt setting. You can see it's on thirty-seven, thirty-eight. It will drop down to about 30, to be honest. That's fine. If we then move through the power level settings, we'll go up to, right there, wait for it to go. So we got to 200-milliwatts. You can see it's running at 2. 290 milliwatts again i've confirmed this on two vtxs let's get up on here let's go to three let me get again three six hundred and seventy seven nearly two watts on 1.5 watt mode and right now this shows 2.9 watts at the moment but that is because this thing is cold this thing will overshoot, but when it settles, when it gets hot, once it's settled, it settles at a basically 2.49 watts. This meter is bang on. I've already double-checked it. The meter is fine. I've double-checked it. Now, the one thing to understand is none of these are 100% accurate. There will be variances in all these meters. These are... Not lab-grade pieces of equipment. When the VTX gets up to level, it will get up and then it will hover about the 2.45, 2.46, okay? I have no reason to believe anything is incorrect. I've double-checked it on both VTXs. I've also confirmed it against another analogue transmitter, which is working correctly at the correct power for levels. But once it gets up to temperature, it will level up at about... Ow, I can't even touch it. It's that hot. Let me just move that fan directly over it. It will get to about 2.45, 2.46, something like that. I've got no reason to believe this is incorrect. That is the situation. You can see now we're getting towards 2.6. So, yeah, around that. Now, this meter does have some problems on digital, but as far as I can see on analogue, it's fine. Now, I'm actually going to order tomorrow another one of these meters because mine's got a damaged screen. I'm annoyed by it. So I want to get another one in. I'm going to order one of the new ones. You can now see, look, we're down to 2.65, 2.64. The configuration is Correct. We're on the correct race band, so let's just count the LEDs. So it should be five blues. Wait there. Wait for it. One. Oh, I missed it. One, two, three, four, five. So we're on race band. One, channel one, race band. And we're on power level. One, two, three, four, five. There we go. So I'm not going to say these meters are 100% accurate. I'm not going to say this is perfect. But what I am going to say is it is a reflective measurement of the output of the VTX. I've got no reason to doubt it. I've confirmed it on different attenuators. I've confirmed it on different setups. Both the same. They're within sort of a little bit of each other. So you can see now it's about 2.5. So look, this may not be 100%, but I've got no reason to believe what they're saying isn't true. And that's all I can say on the VTXs. That's all we can do. I've got no reason to believe their specification is wrong. That's that that's exactly where I'm at. Um it's the ballpark. It's close enough. It's fine. If you're worrying, ow. I'm just gonna unplug it and then leave the fan on because it's like roasting hot. Roasting hot. Top left corner, yeah. You know, so these meters are not lab grade equipment. You can't trust these things 100%. But Tony, R- Tony at Immersion RC will argue all day long that these meters are very, very accurate for what they are. It's more than enough power than you need. Now, I don't know why JB's was showing so low. I can't answer that. I don't know. I don't believe for one minute. The argument that Fox here has sent out good ones to the reviewers and bad ones to everyone else. It makes no sense. The hardware is the same. Why would one be better than the other? And I tear this down. I tore it down. You'll see the complete tear down in the video. I don't believe... JB's was showing at 1.5, wasn't it, I believe? JB bought his himself. I don't believe... They're not stupid enough to make one that's any different it's the same hardware you're not going to design one that's different hardware it's the same product um you know it's the same board it's the same unit how would it be different it's not possible for it to be largely different unless he's got a bad one i did yeah i completely tore it down but it's got it under the microscope um Voltage, interestingly, I tried it down to 9 volt, and mine was no different in RF power. But what I will say is their power usage estimation is under when pushed to the max. It could be a lottery, yeah. And that is sort of why I asked for two, because when they offered one... Um, I said, can I have two just so I can do a comparison between them? And here's something else. Just so you know, I only have tested on channel one. I don't care about channel eight. There is about a 200 milliwatt drop between one and eight. As far as I'm concerned, that's to be expected normal behavior because it uses a power amp that's used in Wi-Fi systems. 30 dB power amp is the power amp it uses. Um, But I do wonder... If it's gonna need a it needs to be on a two amp back if you're gonna use it. It's drawing 1.6 amps at nine volt in my tests, and they're saying it draws 1.3. It's more, it's more. I just don't I I don't I don't feel a need to go and buy one just to prove um that they're doing something wrong. I, I just don't believe a manufacturer like Foxtech would do it. Yes, there are thermal pads inside. He could have one with the thermal pads missing. There's The the design has two thermal pads to the top case in and then thermal paste on the bottom. It could be that it hasn't been made properly. It'd be easy to tell. He just could take it apart, drop the screws out and have a look. Um, It could be he's just got a bad one. It could just be that he's got a bad one. I don't know. I I can't comment, you know. JB's not going to lie, but also his results don't add up with anyone else's. You know, at the moment, you've had multiple reviews saying it's right from units we've been sent. Um, And here's the real... (laughs) I tell you what I did notice, and genuinely, when I did my review... Um, i tell you what it might be, is I had, in one test, I had, like, less than quarter of a turn undo on the attenuator, and that made a huge difference. Huge difference. Um, yeah, it's weird. Weird. But no, both of mine are, are very close, as I show in the video and i i can only show you how i've tested it but i'm not going to say my meter is any more or less accurate than anyone else's um i have double checked this one and it's fine as far as i can tell but i am going to buy another one um but yeah who knows who knows as far as i'm concerned no problems at all right guys Before we go, I'm going to finish this stream up. Please do give us a like. I want to thank you all for spending some time with me on a Sunday night. It was quite a quiet one this week. There's not a dramatic amount of stuff going on in the world. The plan is to be back the same time, same place next week. You're going to see a bit less content from me over the next couple of weeks and months. At one point, we were putting out five videos a week. Um that isn't going to happen moving forward it's been a it's been a good run but it is going to be now more reduction in the amount of content but i want to get back to the more technical content the more i'm trying to get away from reviews we've been doing too many of them i enjoy some of the stuff but i i want to get back to the more technical stuff i haven't had the time um to to just put a lot of content out it's, it's just the stuff I want to do. So I want to get back to it, 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 that side. Teddy B, the best advice I can give you is ignore subs. They don't mean a thing in the end. It comes with content. It comes with views. You're talking to a guy who was on a channel with like 5,000 subs three years ago, and it's taken a long time to get to nearly 33 or whatever it's nearly at now. But the subs doesn't matter. Make good content, book them, and they will come. I still haven't started making good content yet. (laughs) Um, Be distinctive, be different. Set yourself on fire. Don't do that. Don't do that. That'll definitely get the views. Um, Learn to fly better than me. Rant, rant, much it works. Yeah, subs don't matter unless you're part of the Russian Navy. (laughs) Yeah, agreed, GMI. Absolutely terrible. Right, that's it for me. Stay safe. Thank you all for your time. I really do appreciate it. And I will speak to you soon. Button one. Button two.